Be seated, please. Uh, the scripture reading is going to be uh, Matthew chapter 18. We'll be verse, reading verses 1 through 6 and then also verse 10. Again, uh, Matthew 18. <clears throat> At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Going down to verse 10, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. It's good to be with you here tonight. I always look forward to coming to the big city of Midland and seeing my family down here, so it's good to be with you. Well, let me just bring you up to date as a few things that are happening at the home. Of course, you remember the home was uh, organized in 1954. We had our grand opening, and we had uh, a few people attend. Now, some of you guys may recognize some of your cars out there. I don't know, but uh, some sure do look familiar, don't they? Well, we opened up the first cottage having 48 children. We had... 24 boys on one side and 24 girls on the other. And, of course, uh, they shared a common bathroom. Now, don't you know that had to be fun? So that's how we opened up the first cottage. Well, this is the little home that we opened up. It is our office building now. It had served over 5,000 children. So needless to say, it was just getting a little tired. So we remodeled it and are now using it as our office building. Well, here's our current Children's Learning Center. Now, this was the old office building. We went through and completely remodeled it. And on the inside, there's a great area for the kids to come in in the afternoon and to do their computer homework. We know the schools are just pushing the children more and more and more toward computers. So if we can help them to be literate in that area, know how to use a computer well. But, of course, uh, it's very important to get on the web and know what things you don't need to be involved in. So that's some of the things that we tried to help them learn there. We have a nice... uh, study area for the children to come in and many of our children are with us have come in me maybe being three to six to nine months behind maybe even a little bit more in their schoolwork. so we're blessed to have eastern new mexico university there it's our uh, college there that has four years and of course they have several students who are working to be teachers and so they can come out and be tutors for our children so we appreciate them so much in that way We also have a nice library for them to use, and that's very important for the children to have. It's a nice library. Now, here's our newest cottage that came online, actually, in January of 19. Uh, We call this the Beckham Cottage. It's a 6,500-square-foot home and has four bedrooms on either end with our house parents' quarters in the middle. And I'll just give you a little quick tour through here. Uh, Friends, I'll be honest with you. You'll notice these pictures look really nice. 
Well, that's because we took them right before the kids got there. So I'm, I'm trying to tell you this, probably the cleanest you're ever going to see in here. But this is their uh, dining or their living room. Um, this is their dining and kitchen area. And then, we, as I mentioned, we have four bedrooms on the either end. Now, we designed these cottages long before COVID came along. So each bedroom already has their own personal bathroom. Uh, so if a child does get sick, they can be quarantined to their quarters and it doesn't have to affect all the other children. We're blessed to have a nice uh, laundry room on the either end also. And we want our children to learn how to do their own laundry. Now, guys in the audience, to be uh, honest with me, if you're like me, you've had to wear some pink T-shirts of your own because of that's after having done your own laundry. But uh, that's just a part of learning how to do for yourself. Well, here's our nice youth pavilion at, in the middle of our campus. It has a great area for the kids to come out, especially in the summertime, and to do a little pickup basketball game there. And several times we try to have groups out and we can have cookouts for our children. Uh, so that's a fun thing to enjoy. Here's our playground in the middle of the campus. And we did some remodeling in 2020. We found out that our old playground equipment didn't quite meet the safety standards anymore. So that all had to come out, some new be installed. We even put in a nice little splash pad for the kids for the summer months. And that was a very much appreciated thing. So they enjoyed that as well. Here's our multipurpose building that lies in the very middle of our campus. On the front side there, we have our uh, Garden of Honor. And this is where we like to recognize those of our contributors who have been so faithful to the home to help us over the years who've given very deeply. And so we just want to say great thanks for that. We have a nice gymnasium behind that area and the kids have several groups out through the year that we can have a games with them there. Also on the even years, we like to have an open house. Well, you know, the horrible year of the uh, coronavirus. Is that I say that right? Coronavirus. Anyway, COVID-19. Well, it was an even year we didn't get to have an open house that year. And so hopefully if the dust will settle, we can have another open house this year. So we would love to see your smiling faces there this year. Well, behind that building there is another section we call our multipurpose room. And on Sunday nights, we like to have our single mothers. And also we have one single dad that we invite them out to have a, de a devotional just for them that is tooled for them uh, in their straits where they are. And it's so nice because most of our single parents that come to us have a very limited spiritual background. And so for them to have a devotional that hits them right exactly where they are in their struggles, that means a whole lot to them. So we're grateful to have that area. Well, here's our commissary that lies in the middle of our campus as well. And this was built back in 1985 by the Brownfield congregation come up and built this structure in one week. It was amazing to watch. But on the inside, we have a nice grocery room, and uh, we're blessed to have a good stocked area there. And we try to keep it as, as much as a little 7-Eleven. Of course, we won't have all of those things, but it's nice to have that. And on Sunday nights, our single mothers also have an opportunity to come out and choose groceries for their family. On the other end of that building, we have a nice clothing area. And we know that many of our single mothers come to us have a very limited wardrobe and so it's nice to have a ability to go down there and choose some clothes for their self and also maybe for their children as well so that's a happy time for them to come into the home now this is our vocational building it lies on the very back side of our campus the two doors there on the right are our woodworking shop and then the two doors there on the left are our mechanic shop this is where we're able to bring our boys and girls out and help them learn what it's like to change a tire 
Uh, you know, it's never going to be too often that you're out in, the sun, in some back road and you have a blowout. And so what do I do now? Well, it's, we want to prepare them for that because we know that's going to come. It's an eventuality. We also uh, like to have them come out, learn how to change their oil in their vehicles, make them uh, aware of what it's like to make a vehicle run. Uh, so that's a good thing for them to know. Now, here's our farm and ranch buildings. Lies about a half a mile to the northwest of our campus. I want you to meet some of our ranch hands here. Uh, this is Dalai Lama. This is Abby Donkey and Katie Goat. Now, friends, have you ever been around a llama very much? Well, you'll know very quickly that they do not like dogs. So we don't have to worry about coyotes getting into our herd because, well, Dolly does her job very well. I can say that. But, you know, we have our own 4-H program for the kids. I think this is one of the more fun things that we get to, get to do with the kids. We have our own club called the uh, Shooting Stars and they can learn how to take care of a market pig or a market lamb, even a market goat. We even had some of those that joined the herd this last year, and not to mention all the rabbits we have. Now, in the year 2020, we had no fair in Roosevelt County because, well, it just didn't happen in New Mexico that year. And on top of that, we were struggling very much with our rabbit population. There was a virus going throughout the country, and it took our entire herd out. Well, as you know, rabbits multiply very quickly. So we are back in the rabbit business again. So we wanted you to know that our children come out every summer and they work early in the morning, come out and exercise and feed and water their animal again also in the afternoon. Now, friends, this can be a very strenuous program, as you can see here. <laughs> now, we want our kids to realize, you know, when you step into the ring in the fall, well, you're already well prepared because you have struggled so hard in getting your animal ready for the fair. And we want you to know hard work will pay off. So for our children that went to the fair this last year, which we got to have, 13 of them got their animals in the auction. They brought back $30,000 this year. So that's a great thing, isn't it? We're very proud of our children. Now, this is our Hope Haven campus. Lies uh, in town right behind our Southside Church of Christ building there. And this was started back in 2015. We have some other uh, colleges that were on our main campus. Two duplexes were built back in 1983 to actually get us started in working with our single parent program. But in 2015, we decided it was time to step up the program because we were seeing so much need for it. Now, we started with our very first cottage. And... Um, this was going to be a $6 million project, so we were looking for five to ten years to complete this. Well, apparently the Lord had much greater idea than we did because by 2018, July of that year, all 15 of these two blacks were built, paid for, and in the black. Now, friends, who did that? That was certainly not us. That was the Lord God Almighty who deserves that credit. So it was obvious for us to see that he was wanting us to move along much quicker. Well, I want to point out some statistics for you from 2019. Uh, at that time, there were 11,008,000 single-parent families in our country. Now, friends, that's over 50% of families in America. I want you to think about this. It hasn't been that long ago where the word divorce was very uncommon in the church. Well, unfortunately, that has become quite commonplace, hasn't it? Well, now we're seeing it with single parents. That was a very uncommon thing to even hear that term, 
single parent, but now unfortunately, I can probably say all of you here who are here tonight are affected in some way by a single parent in your family. Well, of that number, 80% of them, boy, howdy, my glasses are not helping me out here. We're living below the poverty line. Of that number, nope, I missed it. You'll have to help me out. What was the one before that one? There we go. 80% were those. That's terrible, isn't it? 80% of that was single mothers. Of that number, 34% were living below the poverty line. Of that number, 25% of them in the year 2019 were jobless the entire year. Think what it's been the last two years. And on top of that, they were concerned about where's the next meal coming from. So there was a lot of struggles for our single parents. Well, here are those 15 duplexes that I wanted to point out to you. I wanted to be able to see on the inside of one. Uh, These have a beautiful kitchen and dining and living area. They have a very nice master bathroom and bedroom for the single mother. And also all the single uh, children have one too. And there's a nice playground area up in the front of this uh, duplex here. This area here, excuse me. And it's nice for them to, after they come out of church, can go out and play. And also when they come in in the afternoons from from school, they can also come up and play. So it's a great area for us to have. Well, friends, I know that it's good to have good complexes and uh, good programs, but it's so much more than that. It's about the children and the people that live and reside within these cottages and duplexes. And also, uh, I just want you to meet a few of these that come along. Uh, this young man's name is Philip Bleedy. He came to us in 2015, actually graduated in 2020. He went on to get a scholarship for Texas Tech University and played with them in the football there this year. He's number 96. He is a fine young man and uh, very proud of him. He said, uh, Bleedy spent his junior high and high school years at the New Mexico Christian Children's Home, a place where he attributes his growth as a person. I thought that was wonderful, but that's, we, we didn't ask that of him that he would say that for this article, but he gave that himself. Well, this is him playing on the um, Texas Tech football team that competed against against University of Houston. And I just uh, hope you got an opportunity to see him today because he did really well. Well, this is Philip now. He's married and has a little boy of his own, but he has grown up to be quite a man. He's about six foot six and weighs about 298. And so a very good sized man. This is another one of our young men. This is Romeo. His real name is Romaya. He came to us in 2016 and graduated also in 2020. And he got a scholarship to play for Eastern New Mexico University. Well, as you know, in 2020, no football was played on Eastern's campus. And so this year he was able to get out and play a good line of football. So we're very proud of him. And the best thing about these two young men is they're Christian young men. This young man is Jesse. He came to us several years ago, and all the while that he'd been with us, he loved to go to the Christian camp at Ponderosa, which is up close to Albuquerque. Well, one of the years he was there, he met this young lady by the name of Misty. Misty actually was adopted to the home back in the mid-80s, and so they struck up quite a friendship. She encouraged him to come back and be a counselor there at the home, in which he did, did a great job. And uh, also when he got back, he realized that his best friend was Demetrio, one of our single parents' children. He was not a member of the church, and so he studied with him, and very before long, uh, he became a Christian as well. Well, our Christian adoption agency began in 1979. 
Friends, we're the only licensed Christian adoption agency on the east side of the state of New Mexico. And so that's a great thing. Over that period of time, we've had over 300 parents who have been able to uh, adopt a little child from the home. And I just wanted to point out a few of these, especially this couple right here. This is Rick and Lori Daniel. Rick is our farm and livestock manager there at the home, and they've actually adopted three little boys to the home. Their oldest there is on the left is Seth. He's 25 now and has his own life. Their middle son on the far right there is named Brandon. He's a special needs child, and so we're very thankful to have Brandon around. But their youngest son is there in the middle. His name is um, Trevor, and he graduated this last year as well. But uh, they're such a fine family, so thankful to have them. Well, this is Sandra Caldera, and Sandra is our adoption agency head, or at least she was in that point. Uh, she came to us several years ago, and uh, she was able to get back into school and get her master's in counseling. And so she's now working with our new mother homes. Uh, this is a new area that we're starting. There's a problem of pregnancy counseling, a counseling center up in Clovis, and we're able to help them. They have several mothers who have a need for a place to stay until they have their child. And so those two duplexes that I said on the home that we have out there are open now, and so they'll be helping house these children out there, or these young ladies. Well, this is Jamie Twofoot, and Jamie also came to us several years ago and was able to get back in school. She got her major or master's in social work from uh, New Mexico Highlands there. Well, she is now working in our adoption agency area, and also helping in another area that we have, uh, we're assisting our young children who have graduated from high school and transitioning into college now. And so uh, she is being a counselor for them as well and doing a great job in that area. When our single parents come to us, there are several things that we want them to do, encourage them to do. Of course, one of those is attend church, go to Bible class. As I mentioned, many of them have very limited spiritual background and so to be asked to do this on a regular basis is very uncomfortable for them. But after they realize that uh, these people really do like me here, well, they in, are encouraged to come back. And pretty soon we're seeing many of them becoming Christians as well. We like them to work on their personal growth, work on their uh, relationship with their family. And that's a very important thing. And then we encourage them. First of all, we'd like to see them go to school. Get your education. That'll help you to have more income for your family. And get off the government assist needs list there. And also, uh, if they don't want to do that, they can stay and work for two years. So that's the plan we have. If they come and go toward their degree, they can stay for four. If they come and work, they can stay for two. Let me get a little uh, story of a couple of our little ladies there. Uh, this is Ruby who came to us, and she had uh, two little boys. She'd gotten herself in trouble with the law. And so she was looking at some prison time. So she asked us, would we be able to keep our two boys? And, of course, we were glad to do that. When she served her time and got out, she came back and entered our single mother's program. Uh, pretty soon after that, she became a Christian, and things began to happen for her. She finished her degree in cosmetology, was able to go back to the hometown that she came from, was able to get a very good job there. And so uh, she's a very faithful member also of the congregation where she's from. Now, this is Marissa Terry. Marissa is actually the great-granddaughter of Joe and Mary Terry, who actually gave the first 80 acres on which the home itself is built. 
And so she came to us needing some assistance, was able to get back in school. She got her RN, and now she's working toward her BSN so she can teach nursing. But very fine lady, we're very proud of her. This is Aaron Goodman, who is our new executive director to the home. He's actually been with us for five years, but this last year, uh, he stepped into the administration part, and he's doing a great job. He came to us from a little community called Las Cruces. You might recognize the group uh, from White Sands Missile Range. He's actually a bona fide rocket scientist, and so a very fine man, good gentleman. Well, I threw in some pictures here just for fun for you. I hope you enjoy seeing some of these in little chuckles. Something Mike's always wanted to do as kids a pig, I know. So, okay. Getting out of school early. Flying a kite. He's putting an ear tag in here. Look at his face. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Doing some pictures of our children at the fair. This young lady is preparing her goat for the fair. And now she's showing that goat at the fair. I think this pig is smiling. I don't know. I can't really tell. Looks like it to me. This young man is watching the cookies rise in the oven. <laughs> oh, this young man is named Christian Bourbon. I have to tell you about Christian. He'd been with us about seven years. And all the while he was there, he always wanted to be in the Navy. So when he graduated, he enlisted for the Navy, but he wanted to be a chef for the Navy. So they commissioned him to go to culinary school, so now he's a chef for the Navy. He's stationed in San Diego. He came by to see me a few weeks ago, and that's such a fine young man. He's only about this tall and about this wide, but uh, he's, a, he's a jewel, I'll tell you. Now these three guys right here, this is Philip Bleedy that I talked about just a little while. This is his brother that came to us... Uh, well, a couple of years before Philip was there, he came in at 12 years old and already six foot four. Well, when he graduated, he was about six foot six and weighed considerably more than that as well. And this is uh, Romeo right here. I have some little books on my table back here. These are called From Children to Champions. Those are written by Rod Seff, our former executive director. But he sells those for $12, and all the proceeds go back to the home. In this little book, he talks about many of the children in the Bible whom God brings from adversity to being champions. And he does it in a very unique style. I think you'll enjoy it. We also have some little perpetual calendars there. Uh, if you'd like to buy one of these, these are $20. And every day as you flip that calendar, you'll receive a new blessing in Scripture. But they're not a yearly dated calendar, so you can use it all the time. Uh, on my table also are some little envelopes that look just like this. Uh, they're under a little box that has a young man holding a little girl on his shoulder. Please take one of those and fill it out if you would. Uh, stick your funds on the inside of that envelope. And then on the top of that wooden box, there's a long slot that you can drop your envelope in there. I'd appreciate that. And that'll help keep my bookkeepers happy as well. Now, friends, I've asked, how can you help? Well, you can look at all this and you say, my goodness, they got everything in the world. What else do they need? Well, let me put it this way. Along with responsibility or privilege comes responsibility. And so it's nice to have all these facilities and all these structures and good programs, but it still takes funds to operate. 
And so we'd like to encourage you, if you would, to go to our website, nmcch.org. You can go to the spot. You can help. There's a little box there that you can click on and two will come down. One is from Walmart. One is from Amazon. So you can purchase things there and have it drop shipped to the home. You'll never have to get out of your easy chair to help that way. Well, another way that you can help us is work for us. Right now, we are currently in need of house parents in the worst way. Now, friends, this is not just us. I've noticed every children's home across the nation is the same way. We just can't find workers. Out of eight cottages, we have two of them running right now and one relief cottage. So we have three sets of house parents. We need at least 10. So you can see there's a great gap there. We could have a lot more children, but when you don't have any workers, you just can't do that. And so we're in need of workers at the home to be house parents. Uh, maybe you'd like to follow us on Facebook or go to Twitter or Twitter or whatever it is. I don't do much of that one. Uh, maybe even Instagram. But friends, I want you to also see the praying hands that are coming up. I think this is the greatest way that you can assist the homeless through your prayers. I do believe our Lord and Savior hears every prayer that we offer, and he's faithful to answer those prayers. So remember us in your prayers every day. I want you to see that you are helping us with families and children and keeping those units together as much as possible. I want you to hear this right here. The most precious jewels you'll ever have around your neck are the arms of your children or your great-grandchildren or your great-great-grandchildren. Friends, we're, we're blessed in our society. We have so many beautiful children, but it breaks my heart to see so many of them being abused and neglected for one reason or another. Folks, we're a better country than that. We, we can do better than that for our children. So I want to encourage you. Please take care of our children first. Let's make them a better country by helping take care of them and their needs. I will say this. We don't take any government funds here at the home. We feel like if the government can get a finger in your pie, pretty soon they want to tell you how to cook the pie. So we're just not going that route, okay? So everything that you see here is because of private contributions. So we want to say thank you, friends, for being the Lord's servant tonight. Well, I want you to realize this is not a lesson that would have encouraged you to walk down the aisle and put on your Lord in baptism, right? You know that as well as I do. But I have to tell you a little story first before we get to our invitation. It was the final basketball game of the season. Top two teams in the state had gone head-to-head. They were tied up. One second was left on the clock. Friends, I'm having a hard time tonight. My mind is not focusing. Please forgive me. I'm going to go ahead to our devotional. You know, all these things that we talked about tonight... We're not things to invite you to walk down the aisle, put on your Lord in baptism. But I want to tell you this. If you have needs tonight, there's no better time than right now. God set aside a time for these that we could come together and have an opportunity to give our life to Christ. If you have needs tonight in that way, or if you uh, just 
really want to start over. Say, Lord, forgive me. I've done so many wrong things, and it's time that I give my life back to you. Then we want to help you tonight as well. Or if the Lord's been doing some extraordinary things in your life and you just can't hold it back any longer, you just need to tell us about it, then that's a good thing as well. So friends, whatever your needs tonight, would you please come as together we stand and sing? Would you come?